Hello, little fellow. <laughs> what, what is your name, little buddy? Amir, and this is your dad? Well, welcome, Amir. We're about to fuck your whole mind up. President Biden said that the risk of nuclear Armageddon right now is at the highest. It shouldn't be this scary to talk. And I hope they don't take anything away from me. <laughs> Whoever they are. We got a great show tonight. Brooklyn's finest. That was California Soul by Marlena Shaw, and boy, it is a beautiful Friday here in Napa County. It's 79 degrees and sunny, and they don't make them any better than this. So get out there and enjoy this day, but expect heavy traffic down on Deer Park Road because everyone is in town for the Blue Note Jazz Festival. And if you're going, you have to check out the Midnight Miracle live this afternoon. It's going to be their first time doing the show together live in front of an audience. What a special moment. So, for ticket information, call 565-671-1973. Those tickets are out at 5 p.m., so the early bird gets the worm. And after the miracle, don't forget, Robert Glasper and Dave Chappelle are headlining the festival, and tickets are sold out. But stay tuned, because we may have some tickets to win here every hour on the hour. If you win, it's going to be a miracle, miracle, miracle. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Thank you. All right. Well, everybody, if you don't know me, my name is Dave Chappelle, and it's my pleasure to welcome you to this podcast taping. And right now, I'd like to bring my co-host of Midnight Miracle, Talib Kweli. What the guan, what the guan? How y'all feeling? This is the first time we've ever done the show with a live audience, but true to our form, Yasin, most deaf, is late. <laughs> so we usually start and then pray and hope that he'll show up. What's your name again, little buddy? Amir, do you smoke weed or crack or anything? Can I get you something? And I'm totally joking. Weed and crack's not good for you. <laughs> Blue Note Jazz Festival. Now, Kwali, I wanted to start talking about something that's been in recent news regarding me. Mm -hmm. I booked a show in Minneapolis at First Avenue, which is the best rock club in the United States, and they happily made a, a generous offer, and the show was all set. 
hours before the show. Literally, I was on a plane on the tarmac on my way to Minneapolis, and the owners called me and had decided that they wanted to cancel the show. I guess apparently they had made a pledge to the public at large that they would make their club a safe space for all people and that they would ban anything they deemed transphobic. This is a wild stance for an artistic venue to take, especially one that's historically a punk rock venue. And just for clarity, when they booked you, was that before or after these specials? You know what it was? It was way after those specials. Way after. It was way after the specials. So they knew. It was like maybe a week before all this happened. What happened was I was going to go to Madison Square Garden and pop up on Chris Rock and Kevin Hart's show. And I hadn't been doing stand-up. You can't just show up to a motherfucking karate kid tournament and not practice your kung fu. <laughs> I, need, I needed to stretch. You know what I mean? So I said, well, fuck it. I'll pull up to Minneapolis because it's close. We booked three nights. We ended up having to move the show to the Varsity Theater. Now, it was a picture of the two women, one that books the club and another woman that owns the club, walking into my show at the Varsity Theater. The show that they had canceled, they came, and people were taking these women over the coals for coming to the show after they canceled me. But what they were doing was coming to speak to me about said cancellation, because I was upset. I wasn't mad that they canceled the show. I was mad at the statement they released. I saw that statement. To staff, artists, and our community, we hear you, and we are sorry. Yeah, to tell people we hear you was, okay, fine, you hear them, but you're sorry? for booking me. Well, what's there to be sorry about is the position that I was taking. So I get to the show that night, and of course, protesters came. Uh, what a scene. Mayor, you wouldn't believe it. These were grown people of, of, of various genders and gender identities. They threw eggs. They <laughs> threw eggs at the people who were lined up to see the show. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, they was doing all that shit. One lady was so mad with the protesters, she picked up a police barricade. You never seen them? They looked like a bike rack. Uh -huh. This bitch picked that barricade up by herself and threw it at the crowd. I got to tell you, it's an amazing feat of strength for a woman. <laughs> so did they get to speak to you? Yeah, I was going to get to that point. Oh, my bad. <laughs> well, no, no, no. This is a perfect I'm, question. I'm, the suspense is killing me. Well, the first night, no. But when I walked on stage, it was a huge ovation because suddenly going to see a comedy show was this huge act of defiance. You know, right. I, I don't think anyone had any malicious intent. In fact, one of the things that these people, the trans and the surrogates always say is that, is that my jokes are somehow going to be the root cause of, of some impending violence that they feel like is inevitable for my jokes. But I got to tell you, as abrasive as they were, the way they were protesting, throwing eggs at people, throwing barricades, cussing and screaming, nobody beat them up. Okay. In fact, the people in the crowd would just say, look, well, we love you. Like, what are you talking about? Like right. this, right. Uh, let me tell you something. The crowd at a Luther Vandross concert would fuck these niggas up. <laughs> 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 That's right. But now, I have a belief that the gay community is not monolithic, and I think that in regards to me that there's probably a variety of opinions throughout that. But there's a thing they do where they deliberately obscure what I think they believe is the intent of my work, to make a moment of it that I don't know that their work necessarily merits. You know what I mean? So no, the first night, I did not talk to them. The second night, I made a point to try to speak to them. I'll tell you, Quali, huge fucking mistake. Tell me why. Where would I start? This lady was yelling at me, I said, ma'am, how do you know I'm a woman? Well, okay, here it goes. <laughs> uh, okay, I don't know how you identify, I don't know what you're pronouns are. It wasn't a kind of gathering where they were receptive to even talking about it. Now, again, within that, maybe there were 15 people 
that I was speaking to, and of them, I'd say three of them looked like lucid, like I could talk to them, and the other 12 was just sticking to the playbook. We're here to stir shit up. I feel like they wanted me to say something inflammatory, which, you know, you know me, I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not. In a weird way, I think some of them had the intention of inciting violence against themselves for publicity. Like, they were doing things that a regular nigga, I'm telling you, would have knocked one of these people out. Amir, I'm trying to tell you, violence is never the answer. So now, I notice that you keep addressing Amir. Yeah, because I feel guilty because he's young. And really, I feel like all this social conflict is, in many ways, about the minds of people like this young man right here. Right. Now, his parents have brought him to see Dave Chappelle, the comedian, and Black Star, myself, and Well, my mom once took me to a Bill Cosby concert. We didn't know he raped. <laughs> right. Amir, he raped. I don't do that. <laughs> I'm just fucking but around. But I, I bring up... I bring up Amir because the first thing you said when you walked out was, do you smoke weed? Do you smoke crack? Right? I did say that. Now, obviously, you were joking. Or was I? <laughs> yes, obviously I'm joking. And I think that's what's lost is that when you are doing a performance, you are doing a performance. Dave Chappelle, as my friend, I know that when it comes to trans rights and trans issues and policies, you are pro-everything. Well, slow your roll, champ. <laughs> yes. I do feel like... Uh, I didn't mean to put you on the spot like a, a, that. A, no, no, this is our show. I can edit this shit out and, and throw it in the vault with the rest of those things I say. As a comedian, getting Dave Chappelle on trans jokes is like getting Capone on tax evasion. <laughs> Look, as a black man, right, I have racists who weaponize your jokes, Clayton Bigsby, all types of jokes, weaponize them against me. And you have been making jokes based on stereotypes of black men, black women, black people. Jesus, Quali, take it easy. I'm just keeping it real. Amir is looking like this. <laughs> but you have, and the black community has a community that you're from, so there is a difference, right? You're not necessarily from the trans community, even though they are a marginalized community. There, there is some overlap there. I mean, marginalized, okay, this is the thing that I take <laughs> issue with. Okay. Because they were all yelling at me, all these trans people. And at one point, when I addressed this person that's missed, and she screamed at me for it, but it was not a malicious thing to do. There was nothing that I would visually see that would indicate she was anything other than a woman. You know what I mean? <laughs> she was mean. And she said, how dare you say this about us? You don't know who identifies as what. And I said to the woman, it's, it's out there on the internet somewhere. <laughs> I said, well, whatever you identify as, you're a white one. And she never objected to that. That means she's a good ally, Dave. She's a terrible <laughs> ally. Because I asked them, I said, where are all the black transgenders? And them niggas literally was like, they were just here. No, they weren't. Listen, I have no problem with protests. Obviously, I'm Talib Kweli. I have no problem with protests. I, know you, I knew you was going to say that. But <laughs> I'm not even mad. They, they take issue with my work. Good, fine. What I take issue with is the idea that because they don't like it, I'm not allowed to say it. Now, for instance, recently in Florida, there was the drag club. They do these drag brunches in Florida that are apparently very popular. And some conservative filmed a drag queen with a G-string on walking with a young child in the brunch. The parents brought the kid to the brunch. Now Governor DeSantis 
is threatening to shut that drag bar down. Not with that either. Like, look, drag is what people do. I don't know why a person would bring their kid to a drag show, but that's their prerogative as a parent. That's all the shit they talk in Florida, right? Parents' rights and blah, blah, blah. If your parent wants to teach you to be a drag queen, I don't see anything that says they shouldn't be allowed to do that, whether I agree and with it or not. And that's the point I was getting at earlier about the difference between a performance and what you actually believe when it comes to people's rights. That's exactly right. It's a right. huge gulf. Right. But in my case, I think that art is a nuanced endeavor. I have a belief that they are trying to take the nuance out of speech in American culture, that they're making people speak as if they're either on the right or the left. Everything seems absolute. And any opinion I respect is way more nuanced than these binary choices that they keep putting in front of us. I don't see the world in red or blue. It's just people I agree with on some things, but not other things. It's just what it is. And I think art is the perfect place to talk it out. In fact, maybe the last place. So trying to That's silence right. a person like me, I don't think it has anything to do with being loved. They want to be feared. If you say this, then we will punish you. We'll come to First Avenue and fuck your show up. We'll come to the Varsity Theater and fuck your show up. And they just don't get to do that. To me, it's yeah. like you're a bunch of white people, however you identify, trying to tell a nigga to shut up. When I called them, what I said, whatever you are, you're a white one, they never push back. Right. They never say, how do you know I'm not white? Wow. And that's the whole point. First Avenue said, and this is a venue that I performed at many times in my career, this is a venue that was made famous by Prince in the movie Purple Rain. Prince was a good friend of yours. Prince was a huge fan of your comedy. So when First Avenue says they hear the people, I hope that they hear the voices of the performers, like myself and others who are still alive, who say, well, maybe we don't want to perform at your venue. Oh, oh well, okay. It's funny you say that because when I spoke to them, I shouldn't say, I'm not going to say what they said. You know what? I will say what they said. Look who's... Oh! Oh, ladies and gentlemen, we got a ball game. What's happening? Who, who said I'm not late? <laughs> I, I was I'm talking not about, late. I was talking about my shenanigans. I'm catching up. I was talking about my shenanigans in Minneapolis. I know. Uh, I, that I, I, 11-year-old's I, name is Amir. He doesn't smoke crack, I offered. Uh, <laughs> that's it. That's it. That's it. That's all you missed. Sorry about that, Amir. <laughs> All right, when the women from First Avenue came and spoke to me, now, I, got, I don't know if this is private or not, but, you know, the lady that owns it is, you know, she's a married woman. She's a lesbian. Mm -hmm. So she's of that community. I mean, mm -hmm. these ethics that they're trying to protect, I know this is like a, whatever's going on in that community, she, I don't doubt that she believes it, but she's also the booker of the best rock club in the country, so I'm sure that there's something she would agree with me on as well. And she right. was torn. But the reason that she claimed that she canceled the show was fear. That Minneapolis has been under siege since George Floyd was murdered. The city has been dealing with a lot of instability. And the types of threats that they were making, she was not accustomed to. You know, she was like, they threatened my kids and this, that, and the other. These niggas do that to me all the time. I say I get death threats every day. And not to mention the guy who actually came as close as possible to carrying out the fulfillment of a threat to you, claimed in the press, and I'm saying claim because I'm not even sure that he believes this, but claimed that he did it because he had a problem with your jokes in the special. That's not why he did it. But the fact that he got in the press in the New York Post, which is a conservative I believe, paper, I believe they put said, those words in his mouth. It's a very nefarious way that the, the media works in this regard. There is an agenda without question, that they're trying to push. It's arbitrary. It's how these specials 
I make work. If I do something like sticks and stones and touch every hot stove that they say don't touch, I know these niggas is going to come back and say whatever the fuck they was going to say. They can't not say it. They can't have a nuanced response to a nuanced piece of work. This is very, very ominous sign. In times of any mass social upheaval, things like you and you and me are the first ones whose lip you'll try to button. Because I'm not really selling an opinion. My act rarely has certainty in it. All I'm doing is saying, here's my glasses. Try them on and tell me how the world looks. And I really, really know what I'm doing. (laughs) And them niggas don't. Their ability or acumen to appreciate art is not as high as my acumen for making it. But I can't be fucking punished because they don't understand. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. We know we must hold ourselves to the highest standards, and we know we let you down. And that's how we arrive at the place where we have all this controversy and all these venues trying to cancel you from performing, and you did this beautiful, beautiful, amazing, gorgeous film about summertime during the pandemic in Yellow Springs that you had to take around to arenas yourself because nobody wanted to invest in it, and then the closer gets two Emmy nominations? Of course. (laughs) Oh, yes, I said it. I challenged all my peers. I said, you saw the last piece I put on Netflix. You saw it, right? I said, I challenge all my peers to make the closes equal. That was weeks ago. I haven't heard no challenge accepted or none of that. The whole competitive aspect, I'm not really sold on that. I think it's like a cultural conditioning, actually. I think we just be conditioned to compete with each other in that way. And most specifically, you know, black folks specifically, there's a real industry in seeing us compete as opposed to cooperate. I watched an interview, something that Nipsey Hussle said. He said, creativity and competition actually cancel each other out. That's right. And I think that there's something to be said for that type of competitive aspect in our genre actually destroys any real opportunity for community. And the root word of communication. Is community. It's the same, commune. 
together. And, and as you said, we criticize this rise and grind system, the idea that we always have to be creating a product and the competitiveness does that when the music starts to being made like hamburgers on an assembly line. It's interesting that you said that the assembly line, that principle is applied to so many aspects of American life specifically. Everything is a race between one individual or another, one group or another. I'm bored with it. I don't believe it to be helpful. I think it's entertaining in the short run, but I think that's another one of our society's pathologies is an addiction to entertainment. I, I think that's a fair addiction. I don't think it's good because we're at the point where anything can be entertaining. Mm -hmm. Case in point, two days ago when I arrived, I was in Denver and I'm watching Forensic Files. I watched that show a lot. <laughs> now, let me tell you, 50% of that appeal of that show for me, I just realized, is in the voiceover. That man's voice. <laughs> Detectives use luminol. I mean, his, his voice is incredible. <laughs> I mean, it's so soothing. His diction is flawless. It's like, this guy's, this guy's incredible. Then there's a part of me that's like, how many people get killed in America, bro? Why is there like a, a whole... More troubling. Season of this. And those are only the ones they try to solve. <laughs> right. I, I like, know a woman, a black woman, who was a comedian. Her sister was murdered, and they did an episode of one of those shows. They didn't tell the family or ask the family because it was a murder. It was a matter of public record. And sometimes I watch television, and they'll be like, America's stupidest criminals. This guy thought <laughs> he's going to rob a store with a hammer. Right, like, on know, the History show. Channel. Right, it'll be one of those shows. <laughs> but I'm always like, how do they get police body cam footage and all this, which belongs to the public and are able to sell advertising over it. And because anything at Master Chess Class, anybody is an object, anything. But why can Fox do it and not me? Why can't I sell an ad over a nigga's arrest and do funny voiceovers about what I think might be happening, how well, that's stupid why, they are? That's why crime. social media limits how many people you can reach because they want to be able to put the ads over what they decide. That was the other thing. I was like, how many commercials... Uh -uh, you know, I'm like the man that fell to earth, you know, I don't... I don't <laughs> hey, if you knew this nigga, that's very funny. true. <laughs> <laughs> I, every time I come on this side of the pond, I feel like uh, literally like David Bowie and the man that fell to earth. I'm like, huh? huh? Hmm? And he's that's not strange. your typical show business person. No, everyone is show business. I don't think I'm a show business person. Well, I think well, same well. exactly. Okay, but I don't know how Case you cannot point. think that. If you go in an arena and there's thousands of people there, guess what, nigga? That's show business. No, no. Well, I think you did a movie with Eddie Murphy called Show Business. No, no. But that's that called Showtime. That, that doesn't make me show business. I think show business is cynical and cruel and worse than the dope game. Yeah. I think it's the most sophisticated form of human trafficking ever devised. Jesus. Uh, it's going to be so, tough going to work tomorrow after that. I'm going to be thinking about that. Uh... I have zero interest in show business. The thing that made me want to create art had nothing to do with show business. When I heard Jimi Hendrix doing Band of Gypsies and when I heard John Coltrane doing Love Supreme, I was 14 years old and I felt like I was traveling through space and time. I felt like the person that I am, the better parts of myself, the parts of myself that I'm proud to claim came to being 
from just that one listening to Love Supreme, John Carlo Esposito, God bless him forever, exposed me to Love Supreme and I swear, I, I felt my humanity growing, I felt myself develop into another type of individual, because it's impossible for me to see the world and myself in the same way after that. For me, that same feeling came when I saw The Hangover 3. <laughs> now, Love Supreme, that's my favorite album. Love Supreme is That's incredible. my favorite album of all time. If they said, if you're going to be on a desert island, you get that question, what album you have, it's Love Supreme all day. That's about John Coltrane's relationship with his creator, right? Now, you talked about how that inspired you to create art, and you talked about how anything can be entertaining now. There's a term that I hate. I don't hate anything. A term that I dislike a lot is content creator. Because I feel like you just stated you create art. But who is not a content creator? Anytime we speak, we create content. A dick pic is content. It's content. It is. I am a content creator. And some people are entertained by such things. <laughs> I'm not some people, but some people are entertained. Wait, 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 wait. Before we keep going, let's start the show. Welcome, welcome to the Midnight Miracle. <laughs> let's go. Oh, snap. It's live. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist-approved, so fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy, Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 